It's the first y'all show for the month of November. Sure, on Friday we have the y'all kickoff show, but this is the y'all show. Two hours of all Southern discussion where we mix in news, opinion, political news, business news, some information on food, and a lot of Southern sports and other fun information. Oh, a little cultural information coming your way here on this, the y'all show with your host, John Rawl. Hope your weekend was fantastic. Boy, it got a little cool. Most of the South had temperatures around freezing, maybe a little bit colder than 32. And uh, yeah, welcome into November. And we, we went into November with a bang, did we not? Here on the Y'all Show, we'll discuss all of what's going on in the Southeast with our headlines. We've got political news to get to. It's an election day for some of you on Tuesday. We'll discuss all that in the couple of minutes we've got coming up here in the first part of this hour. Later on in this hour, we've got the Y'all Street Business Report, and we'll tell you about a little bit of a change with McDonald's. Yeah, the national chain got some changes going on at the leadership, and it's not the best of news. We'll tell you about Mickey D's a little bit later in our Y'all Street Business Report. And then we'll go to Washington, D.C., where Larry Kudlow was out in front of the cameras here in the last couple of days talking about the national scene what's going on with our economy and more and we'll go here from the president's own advisor as he is the head of the national economic council larry kudlow you probably know him from being on television all these decades we'll have a little information coming from him as he's touting some of the great numbers of our country and that'll be part of our y'all street business report later this hour and before the hour is up we've got hashtag hullabaloo this is where we go on social media and we find some real fun stuff to share with you. And that's exactly what we'll do. We have some good information to share before the hour is up on hashtag hullabaloo. When we get to the second hour today, we've got big news coming from Tallahassee as Florida State has fired Willie Taggart. And we'll have more information on FSU's decision here as we approach the last quarter of the college football season. The Knowles already making a change at the head job there in Tallahassee after FSU got spanked this past weekend. The leadership makes the change of this ACC program. So we have that plus the re- weekend recap of college football. Mostly we'll be looking at the poll and what's going on there. And how about the AAC with four teams in the top 25? We'll tell you about that here in our sports review. Plus we'll look at NFL action from Sunday. Man, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. A big win over New England on Sunday night football. But other teams came up and and showed up they showed up big in houston texas although they did it in london england over the weekend we'll tell you about all the fun games from the nfl week nine in our sports review of the weekend plus nascar they race late on the day on sunday and we've got the winner from texas to pass along to you and then we'll go later on in the second hour to takapola jerry short's going to join us with his short stories and hey president trump was in tupelo on friday evening and jerry short weighed in on the president's visit to just around the corner from takapola a couple of hills over from takapola you'll find tupelo mississippi and we'll get jerry short's take on president trump's friday evening visit to lee county mississippi now why was president trump there they got a big election in mississippi on tuesday as they'll be going to the polls to vote for a new governor lieutenant governor attorney general and more statewide elections in the magnolia state of course mississippi not the only state going to the polls on tuesday kentucky has 
has a big election. And we'll discuss a lot of that here in just a second in our kind of headlines across the Southeast. But Jerry is going to share his thoughts on President Trump's visit to Mississippi in our Takapola story time. Plus, we'll get his take. Speaking of the president, you got impeachment talk heating up even more here in the last couple of days. And Jerry's going to share, a lot of you may be familiar if you were alive back in the 70s, the story of Martha Mitchell. And she was an Arkansan that was caught up in the Watergate scandal. And Jerry's going to share his personal connection to Martha Mitchell and what happened there in those last days of Nixon's presidency from the 1970s. And you're not going to believe it. So impeachment talk and Trump talk plus Mississippi and Southern talk coming from Jerry Short and our Takapola story time all in hour number two. If you'd like to reach us here at the Y'all Show, we welcome your feedback. It's 803-816-1170. That is our number to call. Our website is YALL.com. And you can find the Y'all Show on Facebook. We are at Y'all.com there. And we are on Twitter, Instagram, at Y'all Show. Plus, you can find us on the streaming apps like iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcasts. And am I leaving anything out there? We're just all over the place. We are literally the South's talk show, and we're doing our best to give you the information and entertainment you need to get through your day. Well, let's start off with headlines from across the Southeast. And guess who was back to work on Sunday morning in Plains, Georgia? Congratulations to President Jimmy Carter as he taught a Bible lesson on life after death Sunday. And that was less than two weeks after breaking his pelvis in a fall. The 95-year-old Democrat used a walker to go to the church at Marantha Baptist Church in the southwest Georgia town of Plains. And he cheerfully greeted everybody with, morning, everybody. And he had to use a motorized lift chair at the front of the room to teach a 45-minute lesson based on the Old Testament book of Job. He is referring to his cancer diagnosis that resulted in the removal of part of his liver in 2015. Carter said he was at ease with the idea of dying and believes in life after death. More than 400 people were on hand in the main hall and smaller overflow rooms where the lesson was shown on television. But President Jimmy Carter back at it there at the Baptist Church in Plains, Georgia. What a trooper after two weeks after falling and hurting himself. And this is after many scares he's had here this year at 95 years young. Ian Roslin going there at the church in his native Plains, Georgia. That's a that's a heartwarming story. Now to our 45th president. And some of you might be saying, no, nothing about President Donald Trump is heartwarming. Well, he is not on the ballot on Tuesday in Mississippi and in Kentucky, and he won't be on the ballot when Louisiana voters go to the polls on November 16th. But in these conservative states of the South, the Bluegrass of Kentucky, the Magnolias of Mississippi, and the Pelican State of Louisiana, yes, President Trump very much will be on the minds of voters as they go on and vote in these elections in these states, these statewide elections. And Louisiana is getting a call out, a shout out here at the start of this month from President Trump as (laughs) only... President Trump could start a tweet out in all caps with the words Louisiana exclamation mark. But he did this on, I think it was Friday. Louisiana extreme Democrat John Bell Edwards has sided with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to support sanctuary cities, high taxes, and open borders. He's crushing Louisiana's economy and your Second Amendment rights. That The tweet coming from President Trump at the end of last week. Now, he's also very much trying to help Matt Bevin be reelected governor of Kentucky. In fact, President Trump will be in Kentucky today campaigning 
as he's going to be in Lexington, Kentucky, as he'll have a big rally at Rupp Arena. And I know they're expecting thousands upon thousands of people to show up at the home of the Kentucky Wildcats for this Trump rally, as Governor Bevin has leaned hard on his GOP allies in Washington and his campaign throughout Kentucky with Housing Secretary Ben Carson, also Vice President Trump, and today with President Trump. As President Trump comes not to Louisville, but to Lexington to campaign for Matt Bevin. Now, his opponent, Andy Bashir, was in Western Kentucky campaigning over the weekend, and he's trying to go into the areas that are likely to get out the vote for the Democrat there in Kentucky, as it's going to be probably a pretty close race. Of course, Bevin's been in the news over the last year or two with some out-of-the-office issues, you could say. And I know Kentuckians may have had enough of the incumbent here in this election that, that President Trump in Kentucky today campaigning for Matt Bevin as he tries to be reelected in the, the bluegrass state, a state that, of course, now that it's basketball season, they probably would rather see some kind of basketball activity at Rupp Arena. But now today you're getting President Trump there in this big time rally at Rupp Arena, and it should be good television if nothing else <laughs> as president trump on sunday tweeted about bevin that he's been a great governor kentucky i love you please be sure to vote for matt bevin on tuesday matt will never let you down and he have never sent us we we have to send okay i've got to read trumpies here we have to send a strong signal to nancy pelosi and the radical left democrats see you on monday night vote trump or rather that might be subliminal vote tuesday he wants you to vote, vote Trump. If, if that is, he's still around here in November. That's one reason I'm reading these stories. We are now, <clears throat> drum roll please, right at one year exactly before the 2020 presidential election. Hard to believe that we're almost to that point. Hard to believe we still got another year of this nonsense to put up with from both sides. But President Trump now just trying to get the Republicans in Mississippi, Kentucky elected today. And then, of course, November 16th is when you have the big election in Louisiana where John Bell Edwards is going up against a newcomer on the ballot for governor of Louisiana. Now to some Democratic news. Speaking of presidential candidates like President Trump for 2020, Joe Biden is doing his best to help out in Virginia. On Sunday, the presidential hopeful and former vice president was joined by Virginia governor, the former governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, as they held in northern Virginia. They went around to Sterling, Virginia, working to help get Democrats elected in a pivotal state election going on in Virginia, as Democrats there are hoping to take majorities in the General Assembly. Republicans currently hold thin majorities of 51-48 in the House of Delegates and 20-19 in the Virginia Senate, and all 140 seats are on the ballot on Tuesday in this statewide election in Virginia, but it's not for governor. They do things a little different in Virginia. Remember, to my knowledge, it's the only southern state, at least, that only elects governors for one term, one four-year term, and then you can't be reelected. Thus, the reason you've got a large number of people who've been go governors of Virginia, a lot of former and living former governors of the Commonwealth of Virginia out there, and McAuliffe, one of them, but he was joined, as we said on Sunday, with Joe Biden trying to help get more Democrats elected 
in the Commonwealth of Virginia as people will be going to the polls on Tuesday. Polls open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Absentee ballots must be received by 7 p.m. on Election Day to be counted in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Voters in Virginia casting ballots in person must show acceptable photo ID, such as a driver's license, passport, work ID, or student ID from a Virginia school. But it's going to be a close one, as it is currently right now. And I know there's been some kind of juxtapositioning with the way the lines are drawn for some of these districts as that's been contentious there in Virginia. And we'll find out today or rather Tuesday what happens there in this latest election there for the House of Delegates and more of Richmond. A group called SNAP was active over the weekend. Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. As Catholics celebrated All Survivors Day, this group went around the Louisiana area and protested, as they say, that at least one bishop, Douglas DeShoto, they've asked for him to rescind his official letter that required all current seminarians to disassociate themselves from whistleblower organizations. As, again, Catholics were celebrating here over this last couple of days, this religious event in the Catholic Church, the SNAP held a protest at a cathedral of Louisiana in this international All Survivors Day. They're protesting in the Pelican State. More news coming in from the southeast as retired Navy SEAL Rudy Bosch, a fan favorite on Survivor in its earliest seasons, has died at the age of 91. The, the director of operations for the SEAL Veterans Foundation said Bosch died peacefully on Friday night in hospice care in Virginia Beach, Virginia, as he was surrounded by loved ones. Bosch joined the Navy back in 1944 and retired in 1990. He completed two tours in Vietnam and received a bronze star. And when he was 72, he took third place on CBS Survivor. And he proved to be so popular as a no-nonsense but lovable character that he was invited back for an eighth season of Survivor All-Stars as he was a legend in the SEAL Team world. And he died again over the weekend at the age of 91. We remember Rudy Bosch. Thank you for your service, sir. And again, for maybe bringing a little glimpse of the greatest generation, a World War II veteran to or World War II era veteran and Vietnam veteran to a show like survivor on cbs pretty neat but sad that he has passed away again at age 91 an update coming from decatur georgia as a former georgia police officer convicted of aggravated assault and other crimes in the fatal shooting of an unarmed naked man has now been sentenced to 12 years in prison as chip olson was responding to a call of a naked man behaving erratically at an atlanta area apartment back in march of 2015 and he killed 26-year-old Anthony Hill, an Air Force veteran who'd been diagnosed with bipolar disorder or PTSD. And the officer was convicted of one count of aggravated assault, two counts of violating his oath of office, and one count of making a false statement. Jurors acquitted him on two counts of felony murder. But the Cab County Supervisor Court Judge Letitia Deer Jackson sentenced Olson to a total of 20 years with 12 years to serve in prison, followed by eight years of probation. Again, all this because he shot a naked man and killed this naked man. Now he gets 12 years in prison for this, this coming from Decatur in the state of Georgia. Some unfortunate news to pass along. You've heard me here in recent episodes of the Y'all Show talk about our problem with deer across the southeast. And I'm going to tell you about, unfortunately, we've lost two great South Carolinians in the last week alone 
to collisions with deer. A motorcyclist who collided with two deer has died after an accident as this happened to the 23-year-old Harold Hammond of Easley, South Carolina. He died of a head injury while riding a motorcycle, hitting two deer, and died in South Carolina's upstate. That's one episode coming from the upstate of South Carolina of a motorcyclist dying. I told you not long ago that my brother happened upon a scene in South Carolina where a deer in the middle of a Saturday afternoon got in a pack of motorcycles and a motorcyclist there died in that wreck in that wreck and the deer died too of course but the, unfortunately a human being killed in a collision with a deer on a motorcycle and now we find out on friday morning of last week a deer hit a vehicle in the anderson south carolina area and a 47 year old army veteran perry lee farrow died of a head injury after the deer hit that suv and came in on perry lee farrow so i know deer are everywhere i happen to be driving over the weekend like most of you and you can't help but drive especially in the evening hours early evening hours at sunset now that the times change those deer are out there and one wrong move and they're coming right at you and unfortunately just in the south carolina upstate we've got two deaths to report and i know these happen every day every state has issues with this but we've we've got to do something and here we have two great people of our region dead as a result of deer don't like reading those headlines now to north carolina if you're going to be traveling in north carolina on interstate 40 you might want to be aware of this little traffic report we're going to give you because on i-40 westbound at the pigeon river gorge it's going to be closed for up to five days as north carolina transportation officials are having to shut down a portion of this westbound i-40 for emergency repairs to this bridge on i-40 right near the tennessee line the recommended detour is to leave i-40 in Asheville and go to johnson and then go south on i-81 to back to i-40 at dandridge a huge detour here as the north carolina department of transportation put a release out at the end of last week uh, that a contractor will replace concrete over at the bridge over jonathan creek and white oak road on i-40 west the interstate will be closed on the at the u.s 276 interchange to the tennessee state line so that very mountainous portion of i-40 in western north carolina right at the tennessee line those couple of miles there westbound i-40 not eastbound so all of you wanting to head to a place like knoxville or nashville on i-40 you better be advised you better find out at least for the next couple of days go to the north carolina department of transportation and get an update on what's going on there but it's going to be a mess an absolute mess and i'm glad they're doing this now as opposed to in the dead of winter when it could even be worse of course that's an area if you know anything about north carolina in the winter time they get a lot of snowfall and rain can come in there and cause problems and that's an area that gets shut down pretty regularly so be careful to stone mountain in georgia and they're getting ready here november 7th through 10th at stone mountain park to host what's called the largest native american gathering in georgia it's the four-day native american festival and powwow and it will showcase the culture of native americans or american indians through dance music and more the event will feature tribes from across the u.s and central america and according to the event's websites, visitors there at Stone Mountain can learn about the culture through dance, music, authentic craft demonstrations, 
cooking traditions, storytelling, wildlife presentations, and more. And if you go to Stone Mountain here over the next couple of days for this, you will get a chance to see skills such as flint napping, bow making, fire starting, open fire cooking, and pottery. Plus an encampment where kids and adults alike can go inside traditional dwellings. Also, you'll be able to see intertribal dance and drum competitions all at Stone Mountain at the park there, right there to the northeast of downtown Atlanta. It's the Native American Festival and Powwow going on at Stone Mountain Park, November 7th through 10th. That sounds like a pretty neat event going on that you might want to check out. And finally, as we wrap up our headlines from across the southeast, if you want to head to Mississippi and you got Fido with you and you're scared because Fido might be treated like a second-class citizen, great news. Pet dogs can now dine with their owners under certain conditions at Mississippi restaurants. As the State Department of Health's new policy went into effect November 1st, Mississippi restaurants have to apply for a variance to the department's food code to allow the animals and pay a $165 inspection fee. Under the new policy, a restaurant must have a separate outside entrance into a designated outdoor dog-friendly area, and canine Americans, who must remain leashed, that's good, are not allowed to go indoors unless considered a service dog. Disposable dishes and utensils are required, and dogs can't come into contact with any items involved in food service operations. Employees cannot touch or handle the animals. And if you want to learn more about the doggy dining going on in Mississippi, go to the website healthyms.com slash doggy dining. So, yeah, you and Fido or whatever cute little name you got for your dog, not cats. Sorry, they are discriminating there in, in Mississippi. No cats allowed, but dogs come on in to the restaurant if they meet these special criteria and pay that $165 inspection fee. Your dog and you alike can join each other for a romantic meal in places. Well, I came up with a good good term yesterday while I was driving in parts of Mississippi. From Mississippi City to michigan city you can have your meal with your favorite dog now if those criteria are met by the restaurant how about that well that's a look at what's going on in the south here on this monday hope you like those headlines and more when we come back we're going to switch over to talk a little southern business we've got the y'all street business report and included in today's report we're going to hear from larry kudlow from the white house as he's bragging about what's going on with our economy and we'll be able to hear from this guy involved in the white house when we come back Plus, don't forget, later this hour, we're going to have hashtag Hullabaloo. All that's coming up right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... (laughs) or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. As we continue with this beginning of the week edition of the Y'all Show, we've got Larry Kudlow audio coming up in just a moment as Kudlow, the director of the National Economic Council. He was on Bloomberg TV over the weekend, and we've got some audio here. As right here on the Y'all Show, we've got you the Southern Business Report. What's going on in business across the Southland and just about every town Almost every crossroads in Dixie, you can find a McDonald's. And McDonald's has pushed out their CEO over the last couple of days after a relationship with an employee. Oh, goodness. President and CEO Steve Easterbrook demonstrated poor judgment, according to the company. And that forbids managers from having romantic relationships with direct or indirect subordinates and in an email to employees easterbrook acknowledged that he had had a relationship with an employee saying it was a mistake given the values of the company he wrote in the email i agree with the board that it is time for me to move on mcdonald's chief executive officer pushed out for violating company policy engaging in a consensual relationship with an employee and he is out Mr. Easterbrook of McDonald's. McDonald's, of course, has about 14,000 restaurants in the U.S. So we'll go ahead and say about 6,000 restaurants in the Southeast, if not more. If not more. They may have more than seven or 8,000. As the South is huge, McDonald's country for sure. And now they're looking for a new leader of this massive chain well this next chain we'll tell you about not quite so big as mcdonald's but sad news coming from the capital of north carolina as steve webb the founder of snoopy's hot dogs in raleigh north carolina has died at the age of 81 as mr webb passed away at the end of last week at the new hanover regional medical center in wilmington due to complications of open heart surgery and this chain of 
hot dog restaurant snoopy's hot dogs was served up in eastern north carolina and throughout the Tar Heel state where you could find locations as webb converted an old gas station at the corner of wake forest road and whitaker mill road into the first snoopy's hot dog stand back in 1978 and this is in the raleigh area and the snoopy's hot dog was served with mustard onion and chili and steamed in a bun snoopy's is also known for its crinkle cut french fries the hot dog stand celebrated 40 years back in 2018 but unfortunately they now have their leader has died there were five snoopy's locations in raleigh and garner by the way in north carolina and a, a great place in north carolina if you've ever had snoopy's hot dogs in the old north state unfortunately the founder steve webb passed away this last couple of days at the age of 81 now we go to our nation's capital larry kudlow is director of the national economic council this 72 year old has been on television for quite some time and has kind of a very familiar face he is a yank we won't hold that against him but he's got a pretty big role there in the white house and he's been sort of a confidant of president trump before president trump ever got into the white house as he began his career as a junior financial analyst at the new york federal reserve and then went on to work at wall street at Payne weber and bear stearns as a financial analyst but again had been kind of a pundit on television on most i guess it was a fox business channel for a number of years larry kudlow and now director of the national economic council well i was flipping through over the weekend and happened to catch Cudlow on television on Bloomberg television talking about the economy what's going on and we haven't heard from him in a while and let's get the White House's take and Cudlow's take on what's going on with our southern economy here's a little portion of that interview again from Bloomberg over the weekend monetary policy fortunately has finally turned around it's moving in the right direction the target rate has come down to what one and a half three quarters the yield curve is normalizing the balance sheet and the monetary base are expanding. So those are pluses. So we've gone from extreme tightness to a um, somewhat more accommodated position. That's good. That's going to help manufacturing. It's going to help everything. Um, The European story is a drag on manufacturing. But my hope here, and again, these jobs numbers, it's 303,000 blowout jobs number today. I think our economy is stronger under the surface than folks think. Yep. Uh, I think business investment is going to be on the way back. I think on trade, where there is uncertainty, I grant your point, um, China looks better. USMCA still looks good. The reports from Capitol Hill are very good on USMCA. Um, Canada and Mexico, obviously, are gigantic markets for our manufacturing, exports, and so forth. So that's going to be very helpful as well. So let's see. Let's play this thing, you know, day at a time, month at a time, and so forth. And that was the director of the National Economic Council, Larry Kudlow, talking to Bloomberg Television over the weekend. And we thought you might enjoy hearing a little bit of what at least the White House is saying, as things seem to be good. Not perfect, but pretty darn good. And the South is benefiting from some of the greatness going on from an economic standpoint in our country. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Street Business Report here on this Monday edition. When we come back after the break, we're going to go from the serious to 
the not-so-serious. We've got hashtag Hullabaloo to wrap up this first hour of our first show of the month of November here on the Y'all Show. And we've got fun stuff from social media. Don't forget, in hour two of today's Y'all Show, we've got a recap of the sports events of the weekend, including the latest AP poll for college football. FSU makes a change at coaching. Their coaching change there in Tallahassee. We'll let you know about that. And NFL Week 9 scores. We'll share all of that at the start of Hour 2. And don't forget, our friend Jerry Short is going to have Takapola Storyteller time coming up in Hour 2. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Would you get on an airplane if you knew it had a 50% chance of crashing? You may be riding that plane right now. If you have your money in a 401k or IRA and you plan to take out the recommended percentage each year when you retire, your chance of running out of money is 50%. 50%. But there's a better and safer way to secure your income in retirement. Discover how in a free book called Rescue Your Retirement. This wealth building strategy has never had a losing year in more than a century. In fact, even the man who invented the 401k now prefers this method instead. Get Rescue Your Retirement free for just a small shipping charge and enjoy a safe landing and a comfortable retirement. Get this free book and make sure you don't run out of money. Hurry, this offer is extremely limited. To get your free copy, just go to growwealthsafely.com. That's growwealthsafely.com to discover how to rescue your retirement. Growwealthsafely.com. Y'all talk with a Southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great Southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Yes, we do want to hear from you, and those are the ways to connect to us here at the Y'all Show. We start now this segment with hashtag hullabaloo. This is where we go on social media and find great information, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, sometimes ridiculous. But we mix it all together here in our little batch of hashtag hullabaloo, and we share it with all y'all. Our first tweet today comes from Quiz Rave at Q-U-I-Z Rave on Twitter. 
and Quiz Rave. The profile says, follow us for the latest personality and trivia quizzes. Bless your heart is the tweet coming from Quiz Raven. I followed the link here at QuizRave.com. And do you know what they've got up as a quiz that you can go take and I guess get graded on if you want? They've got a quiz of Southern slang. And here on the Y'all Show, we fancy ourselves as the Southern show. So if you're the host of such a show like I am, if you're a loyal listener like you are, then we ought to ace this thing, right? This Southern slang quiz, thanks to Quiz Rave. Well, here are the first three questions. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for the QuizRave.com. I want you to go there if you choose to do that and and do it yourself and see how you do. Okay, but I'm going to go ahead and give you kind of like if you ever took the SAT or the ACT, you have those practice tests. Okay, some of you that might be go <laughs> might like me go back about forty years since you took such a practice test. Maybe for the GMAT. I think I took a practice test for that. I think. But in the spirit of practice test, I'm going to go ahead and share with you the first three questions on this Southern slang quiz of what I can't tell you how many questions are on there. I quit after three and I'm not going to give you the answers here, but here are the first three questions that I was able to pull up. Okay. And what you need to do here on the quiz, they give you multiple choice questions or answers to the question. You fill in the blank with the multiple choice options, the right answer and then you get to move on to the next question so question number one thanks to quizrave.com and the southern slang quiz they've got up right now if the blank don't rise and they have multiple questions there and i'm not going to give you a hint of what the answer is if the blank don't rise okay question number two complete this sentence hey blank how you doing question mark hey blank how you doing and let me tell you if you're listening to this show and you don't know the answer to this question you might not even want to go to quizrave.com and and learn any more about these quizzes because that's that's a layup as we call it in the biz okay here's question number three from quizrave what does it mean when someone compares you to a dead pig in the sunshine question mark now this is getting a little bit more complicated on quiz raves slang quiz here i've never heard that expression am i a yankee are y'all going to kick me out of the host chair here on the y'all show maybe you should but i've never heard what does it mean when someone compares you to a dead pig in the sunshine i could probably figure that out without too much difficulty but scouts honor here i've never heard that expression so bless my heart okay for not knowing that but you can go again to quizrave.com. they've got a southern slang quiz up right now and you can take it and if you ace it and i got a feeling some of y'all gonna be able to ace it some of you're gonna flunk it flunk it flunk it a big old f let me know. You heard the lady at the start of the segment, 803-816-1170. You can get in touch with us here on the Y'all Show. We'd love to hear from you. And let us know how accurate this Southern slang quiz is at quizrave.com. Dr. B. Lunt is on Twitter at Dr. underscore B underscore L-U-N-T. Your friendly neighborhood productive pothead. 
Dr. Beeline. Nothing like a good pothead to start out. Hashtag Cuddleblue. I wish somebody would have let me know this would be coming from a marijuana smoker. But marijuana smokers are people too. So here, as we believe in diversity on the Y'all Show, we'll give pot smokers and potheads a chance to express themselves here on the Y'all Show. It might be good. Yeah, it just might be good. So thanks to Dr. B. Lunt on the Twitter sphere here this week. They write the following. Maybe a lot of really good weed went into this question, okay? They write, I wonder how long Daniel Craig can keep up that southern accent question mark you'll find this stoner in a theater november 27th hoping to hear an accent slip and they're talking about the upcoming film that's coming out november 27th that mr james bond daniel craig is going to be starring in called knives out and i have not seen the trailer for this one but according to our friendly neighborhood productive pothead, Doc B. Lunt, Daniel Craig is going to be in this film with a southern accent. And then remember, it was about a year ago. I'm trying to remember who we, the film, it, 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 I should know. This film came out about a year ago and Daniel Craig played the role of sort of a redneck race car driver from the south. And it was pretty funny. And maybe because of that is why we're getting this role. It, it could be the same film. I, I don't know. It, it's being released, at least according to this tweet, on November 27th. Knives out. And if I've got the same film in mind, I apologize. Otherwise, Daniel Craig, who I don't think is going to be James Bond anymore, from what I remember on that great series, he's segueing from bond james bond to <laughs> i guess he's filling in the role that a lot of great people have filled in as your go-to southerner and isn't it ridiculous if he ends up getting that role that we've got a darn englishman which i think he's an englishman he's some somewhere over there and i'm not talking about over on the east coast or over there west texas i'm talking about the old country uh, we don't need i mean come on olivia de Havilland. it probably goes down as the greatest southern woman on film because of her role in gone with the wind and darn it she wasn't even from the south she wasn't even from america so we we can do better as a society can we not can we not find a southerner to fill these roles so i don't know how big of a southern role daniel craig's got in this upcoming film called knives out but it's enough to catch the attention of a neighborhood protective pothead named Dr. B. Lunt. So I've got my eyes glued for the release of this one coming up soon. By the way, coming up, I think it's this weekend, is you probably, like me, have seen it promoted. And I'm a war geek. I love action and, and drama and, and accurate portrayals of history. Hopefully it'll be like that and not another Pearl Harbor <laughs> but midway the the new midway film is coming out pretty soon and i can't wait to see that it's going to be awesome that important 1942 battle in the pacific where that really helped turn the tide of the war in the pacific in world war ii that's coming out here in a couple of days cannot wait not to see it on dvd or on netflix i'm going to the theater to see that one viviana ramirez is on twitter at v f r a m i r e z one 
okay? And Viviana Ramirez has an attachment to her tweet this week. And she writes, it's a Southern thing at Texas Hospitality, something those damn Yankees know nothing about. Whoa, we're getting we're getting really heated with our rhetoric in Texas, for goodness sake. Hey, and this is coming from Viviana Ramirez talking about Yankees. Oh, I'm actually kind of impressed. Let me tell you a little bit of what we see here posted. This is a, actually a clipping from the newspaper, and I'll have to go through this. This is coming to us from Viviana, but it's actually a clipping from a newspaper, and it's a letter written to the editor for name. It's from a guy named Craig Pfeiffer, Alexandria, Virginia. And something tells me this has something to do with the World Series that just ended last week. Washington winning that in seven games over the Astros. All right, here's what Viviana's sharing. The headline on this letter to the editor, World Class Respect. Regarding not to be on the front page, October 31st, this is written again by Craig in Alexandria, Virginia. I had the incredible privilege to attend Game 7 of the World Series on Wednesday. As a 15-year Washington National season ticket holder, I made a last-minute decision to jump on a plane from Virginia, don my Nats hat and sweatshirt, and wade into what I assume would be hostile territory. I was shocked to find a level of hospitality and sportsmanship I have never experienced before. For hours, Astro fans kept shaking my hand, putting me on the shoulder, and greeting me with a sincere welcome to Texas. There was zero trash talk during the game. After the Nationals won, every Astro fan who passed me said congratulations. When I told one fan how remarkable I found all this, he shrugged and said, that's just Texas style. <laughs> to the Astros, congratulations on an outstanding season. To all Astros fans, thank you for demonstrating that civility transcends competition. It was an honor to be a guest in Houston. Again, that written by Alexandria, Virginia's Craig Pfeiffer and shared from Viviana Ramirez, who's again tweet says it's a Southern thing, Texas hospitality, something those damn Yankees know nothing about. <laughs> now let's not put Washington D.C. quite in the same category as Philadelphia, Boston, New York. I know it's borderline Yankee, Viviana. I get it, but it's technically still sort of Southern there in Washington D.C. and certainly parts of Virginia and Maryland are more southern than washington dc let's not throw them totally in the yankee bus but you got to have respect no matter if you're on the fringe of dixie like washington dc is or you're in the thick of mississippi alabama tennessee or wherever else respect should be something that is a given in anything but especially in major league in this case major league baseball competition it's a world series show some respect it's not the end of the world if you win or lose okay and i'm impressed that this this fan from Virginia took the time to write this. I assume it was posted maybe in the Houston Chronicle. And Viviana Ramirez took time to, to share it with all of us here on The Y'all Show. Pretty neat stuff. Well, that will wrap up our hour one of The Y'all Show. When we come back, more respect from the sports world, we hope, coming up at the beginning of hour two. We've got the latest college football news. And there's a changing of the guard in Tallahassee. We'll let you know about that, the latest rankings, and some NASCAR news. They had a big race in the Lone Star State on Sunday. We'll let you know the winner and more. All that, plus Jerry Short's coming up in hour two. It's the Y'all Show.
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to poof. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. The second hour of this Monday, y'all, has arrived. I'm John Rawl. Hey, while I've got a moment, let me tell you about what's coming up on y'all throughout the rest of the week. We've got an incredible lineup of guests. On Tuesday's Y'all Show, we'll have our Southern Political Report And we're going to go right to the White House for a newly named person that works at the White House, Pastor Paula White. You probably know her from television all these years. In fact, over the last couple of years, she's served as President Trump's personal pastor. And she's going to be our guest on Tuesday's Y'all Show. She's got the brand new book called Something Greater, and she's going to be our special guest. And again, she's got this brand new role at the White House. And we'll have her on Tuesdays, y'all, showing our political report, Paula White. Don't miss it. A Tupelo, Mississippi native.
Also on the Y'all Show on Tuesday, our barrister will come on to tell you about Big 12 football and a little barbecue talk. Matt Hermans, all that on Tuesday's Y'all Show. Join us on Wednesday for ACC Talk, plus Precious Harris will be joining us from Nashville Music City with all the latest in country music. On Thursday, we got a very special guest. We're going to go to Highlands, North Carolina, where they're getting ready to hold the Highland Food and Wine Festival. And the director of that festival, Casey Reed, is going to be our special guest in hour one in our Festive South feature. And, of course, we'll have SEC talk in the second hour on Thursday. And don't forget, come Friday, it's the two-hour all-college football show, the Y'all Kickoff Show. All that right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, john rawl now later this hour we've got jerry short the teller of tales from takapola way going to come on and tell us about friday night's rally in tupelo that president trump came and got everybody fired up and we'll get jerry short his take on that as mississippians go to the polls on tuesday to elect the new governor and other statewide officials and we'll get jerry's take on that plus the Watergate scandal and the connection to him, as well as now that we've got into this whole impeachment inquiry, his thoughts on that. All that later this hour with Jerry in our short stories with Jerry Short, the tales from Takapola. We begin this hour, though, with a little rewind of the sports happenings of this past weekend. And the news was big coming out of Tallahassee as Florida State has fired Willie Taggart as the head football coach as the Knowles had a bad loss to rival Miami 27-10 to on Saturday, and administrators decided to make the change as FSU dropped to 4-5, and five, and they need to win two of their final three games just to be able to go to a bowl. And FSU has made bowl games, I think, for 30-something years, but right now it's pretty do-or-die for Florida State's football program. And FSU assistant Odell Haggins, who served as interim coach after Jimbo Fisher left in 2017, is going to once again serve as the Knowles interim coach. Taggart put out a statement via Twitter saying he was disappointed in the decision and he believes in the future that it's bright at FSU. But things just didn't work out. FSU raised about $20 million in private donations to buy out what was left of Taggart's contract, according to Mark Schleyball of ESPN. So what an impressive, I guess, effort to raise $20 million in private donations to buy him out. Taggart leaves Tallahassee with a lot of cash in his pocket. But unfortunately, an embarrassing two, not even two years, one and a half years at the helm of this ACC Atlantic program. He's out at Florida State. Again, Miami got, I think, their third straight win over FSU in convincing form at Dope Campbell Stadium, by the way. Here's your latest college football rankings after we wrapped up Week 10, getting ready for Week 11 this weekend. And, of course, you got that big LSU-Alabama game going on in Bryant-Denny this weekend. Those two teams are 1-2 and two in the poll. No changes, really, for the top five. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State are your top five. Georgia moved up after they got the big cocktail party win over Florida. The Dogs are at six. Other Southern teams to note in the top 25. The Oklahoma Sooners, they moved up a spot to number nine. Florida sank to number 10 in the poll. Baylor moved up one spot to number 11. Baylor is 8-0. and oh. The Auburn Tigers actually went down a spot, even though they won at Jordan-Hare Saturday night. Auburn is at number 12 in the latest poll. Minnesota, by the way, is still perfect at 8-0. They're number 13. The Cincinnati Bearcats are 7-1, and and they are at 17. 
And I mentioned them because Memphis is in the same conference, AAC, and the Tigers had a big win against SMU and a sold-out Liberty Bowl crowd. And Memphis moves up five spots, number 19. Go, Tigers, go in the top 20. By the way, the AAC has four representatives in the top 25 of college football. Great achievement there. Who are the other two teams? Stand by. I'll tell you. Wake Forest is at 22 in the latest poll. They moved up after a big throttling of their rival NC State. SMU, an AAC team, they moved down eight spots to number 23 after they suffered their first loss of the year to the Memphis Tigers. And congratulations to the Navy midshipmen out of the AAC and Annapolis, Maryland. Navy comes in the poll at 25. The middies are 7-1 and one right now, and a great job there on the banks of the Chesapeake Bay in the capital of Maryland. Navy, number 25 in the latest AEP poll. Again, Alabama and Florida is going on this weekend. It's week 11 of college football, and Alabama is a touchdown favorite, if you're wondering, over number one LSU heading into this contest. We don't normally get into all the picking of the points and things like that here on the y'all show but just want to let you know that the home team although they're number two the fellas and gals in vegas think that alabama is going to win at bryant denny this weekend now who won in nfl action over the weekend hey congratulations to the baltimore ravens they thumped the new england patriots on sunday night football it wasn't even that close 37 20 Baltimore gets the win. Monday night football tonight, the Giants and Cowboys get together. Other results coming from Sunday's games. The Texans whooped up on the Jags in London 26-3. The Bills beat the Redskins 24-9. Chiefs over the Vikings 26-23 on a Harrison Butker walk-off field goal there. The Dolphins got their first win of the year over the Jets 26-18. Congrats to the Fish. The Eagles stormed over the Bears 22-14. Steelers got the walk-off win there thanks to a missed field goal that is as the Steelers won over the Colts 26 to 24 Christian McCaffrey had a big day with three touchdowns including a long run and the Panthers won over the Tennessee Titans 30 to 20 Oakland with a close win over the Detroit Lions 31 24 Seattle got the win at home over the Bucks in overtime 40 to 34 Broncos gave the Browns another loss 24 19 the Browns now two and six on the season a big win for the L.A. Chargers as they whooped up on the Packers 26-11. to To NASCAR, Kevin Harvick claimed a spot in the finale with of NASCAR with a win from the pole position at Texas Motor Speedway. And he and Stuart Haas Racing already had been preparing for NASCAR's finale coming up at Homestead Miami Speedway on November 17th. But they won on Sunday at Fort Worth with the big race there and harvick won the fall race at texas for the third year in a row on sunday and that secures one of the championship contending spots for the november 17th race in south florida and finally news out of baseball over the weekend steven strasburg the world series mvp has opted out of a deal with the washington nationals so you could look for this guy to play for someone else starting next year he's only 31 years old and he had four years and $100 million left on a deal that he signed back in 2016. And he had a deadline Saturday to opt out of that. And he chose to do that and look for Strasburg to suit up for another team in the new year. But he's going to be suiting up as, again, the defending World Series MVP. So I think he's going to do quite well with whatever team he decides to play baseball for in the new years. But what a great great position to be in if you're steven strasberg and that's a quick look at the weekend in sports here 
on the y'all show well coming up after the break we're going to talk a little political talk with jerry short the teller of tales from takapola all that ahead as we wrap up this monday show that's all about the south this is y'all keep it locked here asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. It's the Y'all Show, Monday, Hour 2, and you know what time it is. It's Takapola Storytelling Time, and we're with our storyteller, Mr. Jerry Short. Jerry, hello, welcome back to Y'all Show. We are exactly, right now this week, one year away from the 2020 presidential election. Man, where does time go? Seems like just three years ago we had one. Well, it's, it's here again. But, Jerry, while we're talking elections, y'all have a big one in Mississippi on Tuesday, a governor's race. In fact, speaking of the president, he was in Tupelo on Friday campaigning, trying to get Tate Reeves elected as Phil Bryant is going to be termed out. He can't run for a third term in Mississippi. So there's an election between Jim Hood, the attorney general, and a Democrat, and Tate Reeves, a Republican Republican. 
And that was a big enough deal that Trump went to Tupelo and held a Friday night rally at the Bank Corp South Arena. You're right. And I mean, he really worked hard, too. It wasn't one of these deals where, hey, you just showed up and you think I'm going to show up and get you elected. Evidently, he thinks it's that close and we got to keep another Republican. And, you know, he he emphasized, wait, why am I? This is Mississippi. This is Mississippi. Shouldn't be close in Mississippi. Why is it this close in Mississippi? You're the Takapola guy. Is it really close? Uh, I tell you what worries me, the northeast part of the state. They've been yellow dog Democrats all my life, and it's hard to change sometimes a dog like that, you know. So that kind of worries me we're going to get some votes that uh, we normally wouldn't get because it's kind of a – it's kind of the opposition, Mr. Hood. It's kind of his type uh, electorate, I believe, that would be living in that area that's been used to that forever, going back to Roosevelt and beyond that even, you know. So kind of worries me. Well, guess what? President Trump evidently must know that concern because that's why out of the entire state of Mississippi, which has some very heavy Republican pockets, he chose for his one big campaign event for Tate Reeves to go to northeast Mississippi to Tupelo. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. You know, when you go to Tupelo, it's, it's got to be one of the smallest venues he's he's had. And he had 10,000 people in the arena. That's maxed out. He also mentioned there was a lot of people outside. But, you know, what are you going to mention when you go to Tupelo? Just what he did when he opened. And welcome to Tupelo. And, uh, hey, isn't this the birthplace of a person that's not very well known? Elvis Presley. So, you know, that's that's about all you can say when you come to Tupelo. You don't say, hey, I'm campaigning for this office or that office when you're president like that. So I think it's, I think I think he realizes uh, the situation because he just didn't stop there at the uh, – at the at the governor's office, he had the vice pre, uh, vi, uh, uh, lieutenant governor, treasurer. He had anybody with a republic with an R behind them. He called their name out and had a few of them come up on the stage. Had Phil Bryant come up and say a word or two. Again, on Tuesday in Mississippi, it's a statewide election for governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, because Jim Hood, who was the attorney general running for governor on Tuesday in the statewide election in Mississippi, and because of that decision to run for governor, he's letting go that role of attorney general. And I know on the Republican side, Lynn Fitch, who had been the whatever role, treasurer maybe, treasurer of Mississippi, she's running for attorney general. And I can't remember who she's running against. He mentioned her. He brought her name out. She didn't come up on stage, one of the few that did not. But he did mention her name. Was she there? Uh, he looked in that direction as if she was there. So I'm I'm thinking that she was there. Maybe she was too far away. Uh, but then he got down to just minor offices, and they didn't come up either. But, you know, let's just say that the treasures and all that kind of stuff normally did. But, you know, I know the uh, the lieutenant governor, and, and, and he brought uh, Reeves up first. And Reeves uh, really didn't do near as good a job as Phil Bryant did. I think Phil and him are pretty tight. And when he brought Phil up, Phil hollered, you know, hey, this is Trump country and put it out really loud and got the crowd into it. Where Tate Reeves didn't get the crowd into it, I was wanting him to get the crowd in it a little more because I think we needed that type thing there. There was some Alabama spillover there. You know, you're not about 60 miles from Alabama or so. So he uh, 
At one time, Trump even mentioned somebody hollered, Alabama, I'm Alabama, I'm Alabama, and all that. You know how they do. And uh, he said, oh, I love the state of Alabama also. You know? Well, don't forget, Hamilton is only about 30, 40, 45, 45 minutes tops from Tupelo. So it, it's really right down the road. And let's be honest. One reason this race may be close on Tuesday in Mississippi, as we're talking about the governor's race here, we're visiting with Jerry Short, our Takapolo storyteller. And we're getting a little political here with you today, Jerry. Hope you don't mind on that. But uh, one reason this race is a little close is because Tate Reeves, the Republican, he isn't the sexiest of candidates out there for Mississippi to choose from. Although he really didn't have any really big competition in the primary, either that were more sexy. He's a guy that's been lieutenant governor of the state for eight years under Phil Bryant. And in a lot of states, we don't really know what the lieutenant governor really does. And Mississippi is no exception to that rule. But now he's having a chance to run for governor. And he's been somewhat of a, a mystery and a boring mystery. And there's been some controversy about him, too. And, and and it's nothing major, but still, any kind of controversy is not good when you're running up against Jim Hood, the Democrat, who I was in Biloxi the other day, and I saw one of his campaign commercials on television, and Jim Hood's sitting there doing this campaign commercial in a pickup truck, and he's got a gun on his side talking about he packs. Well, you know, that's another thing it brings it to you, too, because Tate Reeves has, uh, in Mississippi, historically, a lieutenant governor. It's kind of been, you got to go back way back. I can go back to Elvin Gantry, who was uh, a female, first one to ever run for governor. And, what was uh, the first name? Evelyn. Yeah. Evelyn. She was actually a secretary for Bilbo. And then she was lieutenant governor for at least, you know, you, you could uh, do four or five terms as lieutenant governor. Brad Dye Brad did about four, I think, or five, and you just don't pay that office much attention, like you said a while ago. So when Evelyn ran, everybody knew Evelyn. We all knew her. I mean, I knew her when I was a little kid running around in the 1950s because she'd been there forever, you know, as at least a secretary or some type of office should have. So, yeah, it's a big situation that we've got now, and and that's the reason. It, I've seen polls that's ran anywhere from 3% to 7 to 9%. So I'm hoping for a 9% and more if possible. Well, again, Tuesday, it's election day in Mississippi. Kentucky also with an election day as they have – the race for governor that's a little bit contested in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. One thing President Trump, when he was in Tupelo on Friday night, did mention, he wasn't shy, he talked about the impeachment. And Jerry, as we're visiting with you here today in our Takapola story time, what did you think about the president continuing to talk? I mean, he's being proactive on talking about impeachment, and I know some people are ready to kick him out of office and I wanted to ask you, as myself, a person born in the early 70s, I really was too young to know what was going on with Watergate. I want to kind of get your take now that this past week we saw the whole impeachment drum start beating a little bit more seriously. I was almost too young, John. <laughs> not really, because it drug on not like that. I think you're right about it. It's good that uh, the president's being proactive because – Back in those days, that Nixon drug that thing on for two years before he ever really admitted that he was involved in it. And they had the so-called whistleblower back then. Of course, we didn't know what a whistleblower was. You know, in those days, a whistleblower was a coward, a, coward, a traitor, 
somebody that was on your team that turned against you. So that's you know. So that's the reason you know they they went through the Washington Post with all that information with Woodward and his his buddy. So Bernstein, Bernie, yeah, Mr. Bernstein, obviously. And uh, I think there was a movie. I didn't go see it. I didn't really want to see it, but uh, I think there was a movie about that. But the whistleblower then. You know, that uh, that didn't come out for 30, 35 years later that uh, we found out who the so-called whistleblower would have been. And then now they try to make a hero out of it and they hide it. And that's what they're doing to uh, President Trump. They're kind of hiding it in the basement uh, of, the, of, of, the, of the House of Representatives, which is really a it's really a dirty deal what they're doing. We're not getting our voice out there as a voter. As a citizen of the United States, we're not getting to say anything. And I guess they don't care much about what Takapola thinks, but, uh, you know, we feel like we got just as much right and much vote as, uh, they have in New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco. But, you know, they'll come back at you now. And, you know, it's this, uh, oh, well, you know, Hillary won by, how many million? Three million or four million or something? The popular vote? Like that should be dang the dang the gubernatorial college. You know they don't care about thinking about the college on on the situation. And I I think I saw something today where a Hillary. I don't know if it was a joke or what, but it was a it was a little piece about Hillary and uh, and how she was said she won before, and they should almost do away with this thing, the college part of it. So the heck with flyover country, as they like to call us, you know, and Walmart uh, shoppers, even though our president says he enjoys shopping at Walmart. I bet you he's never been in a Walmart in his life. Well, you remember when the uh, older President Bush went, he couldn't uh, run a scanner. So... Uh, that's probably true. I mean, that's you know, if he couldn't run a scanner, all he had to do is scan that can of beans, and he couldn't do it. So uh, you're right. I mean, somebody in that position, and that's the reason that they vote like they do. One reason, you know, and the reason that they think like they think because hey, they don't have to worry about what they're voting on or what they're voting against or what they. It's not going to affect them like it's going to affect the everyday person like us, and you know, we're affected by. Everything that's done up there, and all I've heard up there is Russia, 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 and impeach, impeach, impeach. Now, I don't know the House. Is, how, how have they got anything done, John? Can you tell me that? I, I can't, but what's so amazing is for two years we heard Russia, 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 and how this administration had pretty much forgotten about Ukraine because he was in bed with the head of Russia, Mr. Putin, and now – they're trying to get him on the reverse of that, that he was in bed with Ukraine and not that he was trying to help Russia out in this case of impeachment. But how could the guy be a lover of both Ukraine and Russia? Well, they're trying to say withholding funds. You know, what are you withholding funds from? You know, like he said uh, uh, Friday night, I guess it was like he said Friday night. Uh, he said, uh, you know, you look around and you ask uh, you ask the primary of so and so. How many countries are you responsible for? And say, the guy would say one. And you, well, what about what about you and Russia? How many are you responsible for? One. And he said, and then you ask, so how many are we responsible for in the United States? Oh, let's see, ninety three, ninety six. I've asked that question. I can't even find out myself. And I'm president. How many countries we're responsible for? And that's how kind of how it is. So they they blaming us on holding back funds from the Ukraine when they 
won't won't do a thing to support us back our way and it's kind of the same way i hate to say that about the kurds but uh hey where were they at normandy you know where where have they been through history fighting with us and helping us and helping us wipe hitler off of the map but we're expected to help them 100 percent all the way they're fighting for their land you know they've been beside us but they're fighting for their land it's not exactly like what what we're over there we're fighting to get rid of getting rid of this thing uh all this mess from 911 you know that's a whole different story at 19 years 17 years 18 years we've been stuck over there and yeah we 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 fought with the courage and i respect the courage i think we talked about that one time before after that last raid where they helped us with that you know a lot of their intelligence helped our uh delta force immensely you know was able to come back in there and bomb them out afterwards but uh you know it's a situation with this impeachment and you know, go back to, I think you kind of asked me to start with how things were in the Nixon uh, impeachment. Yes, I did ask you that. But guess what, Jerry? We're kind of like Trump. We, we like the almighty dollar. Yeah. And we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to pick it up because I see you brought some notes with you here today. And the first words I see are deep throat. So we're going to deep throat it up after this break with Jerry Short, the talker, Pulitzer storyteller. And we'll find out what he's got here and other good stuff as we get a little political, but also a little historical here on the Teller of Tales from Takapola Time on the Y'all Show. Hang on. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Would you get on an airplane if you knew it had a 50% chance of crashing? You may be riding that plane right now. If you have your money in a 401k or IRA and you plan to take out the recommended percentage each year when you retire, your chance of running out of money is 50%. 50%. But there's a better and safer way to secure your income in retirement. Discover how in a free book called Rescue Your Retirement. This wealth-building strategy has never had a losing year in more than a century. In fact, even the man who invented the 401k now prefers this method instead. Get Rescue Your Retirement free for just a small shipping charge and enjoy a safe landing and a comfortable retirement. Get this free book and make sure you don't run out of money. Hurry, this offer is extremely limited. To get your free copy, just go to growwealthsafely.com. That's growwealthsafely.com to discover how to rescue your retirement. GrowWealthSafely.com. One, two, three. Turn it up. 
back into the Y'all Show final segment on this Monday edition as we're visiting with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from down in Takapola as President Trump was in Tupelo, not too far from Takapola on Friday evening, rallying the troops there in northeast Mississippi as they have a big election in the Magnolia State on Tuesday as voters go to the poll to elect a new governor, a lieutenant governor, uh, secretary of state, I think, is in Mississippi, as well as attorney general and other positions throughout the Magnolia State. And President Trump went in and rallied the troops, as we said, on Friday night. And because of that, he brought up impeachment in his raucous address before the Bank Corp South Arena crowd. And I want to talk to Jerry Short now as we wrap up this Y'all Show Monday edition about impeachment this is something again if you're 40 years or younger you have no recollection of watergate if you're mid 40s or above you may barely remember it and if you're let's say someone who's over 50 you probably remember watergate and all of the events of the 1970s pretty well because i remember what little memories i had was i believe jerry this is going back a few years I'm pretty sure most of your networks, which were only three at that time, but in the middle of the afternoon, I vaguely recall when I was a very little lad that the networks would carry those hearings live on television, all three networks. Uh, that's correct. You know, and then you'd get your news from ABC, NBC, and CBS, obviously, like you said, three of them. It'd be Walter Cronkite, and it'd be, you know, whoever else the other two, or I should remember them. It was, uh, but anyway, you'd get theirs and then they'd carry it live and then it'd go usually to them and then they'd go back if there was any time left. But with the time differential between us and Washington, you didn't get a lot of information. Can you imagine like it is today? And then we only really got what we read in the newspaper or what we heard on those three networks, except for when they did have some of the hearings, which they got into and they started. Now they never did get to impeach. You know, because Nixon went on to resign. But they was looking for that 18 and a half minutes missing off of that tape. And they couldn't find that 18 and a half minutes. And Nixon had started, oh, two or three years before that, recording everything that came across his telephone in the White House. So when they, when they finally uh, subpoenaed and got the uh, tapes, they found there was 18 and a half minutes missing. Well, those 18 and a half minutes were the part that told that uh, uh, Nixon had okayed the break-in of the Watergate. So if people don't know what Watergate is, and I'm sure it's a lot of people out there that hear the name Watergate and don't know what it is, Watergate was probably the fanciest hotel in Washington at the time. I mean, if you was a big-name celebrity or anybody, you stayed at the Watergate Hotel. So they had the, the a Democratic for the – it was election time coming up. And um, I think it was McGovern. And uh, I don't know why you'd even worry about beating him. I, you know, it, was, it wasn't that hard to, oh, for Nixon to win that one. He won it going away. But uh, the, the Democratic National Committee, they had their offices in the Watergate. They had a, they had a pretty good probably a half a floor that they had their headquarters in. So uh, Nixon okayed the burglary to get in there and bug the, bug the offices where they could hear him. And all that was caught on tape, right? All that was caught on tape. And, you know, and he was telling some of them, you know. And it was like Dean, John Dean. He, he was the one that really turned on Nixon. He turned on Nixon and talked. And they, and they didn't find out who, 
you know, as we go back, everybody thought it was Deep Throat. That was a that was a secret name of whoever the whoever this uh, person was that had told. Who at that time we looked at it like it was a coward, because look, we'd been through Lyndon Johnson. It had been all kind of uh, situations where you had uh, like somebody would was was a stew pigeon or somebody was a this and that. We had a lot of that because we had the Pentagon Papers that came down where they lied about how many casualties we had in Vietnam, and all that stuff started unfolding. And you could just name, you know, I could sit here, if I could go back and look in, look through history, I could find five or six things in the, in the middle 50s, late 50s. We still don't know about the Kennedy assassination. I mean, that was supposed to hold those papers 50 years, and, and we still don't know all the answers to those uh, investigations that took place in Congress of the uh, Kennedy assassination. So the government's been like this for a long time where you can't trust everything they say. But, uh, I, you know, I always like to throw in a little something where maybe I was involved just maybe way out in the distance. One of the main uh, players in all this was uh, – john mitchell and uh he was he was he was big. i don't know who that is remind me you don't know who he is uh john mitchell at one time was the uh attorney general and at another time he was the campaign manager uh for the second election of nixon and he had resigned from being attorney general his wife was named martha mitchell and she was kind of the they considered her in Washington and New York as a Southern belle. Now, to me, the way I remember how she looked, she was no Southern belle. She was from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And she was real good friends with a lady in Greenwood, Mississippi. Some people that had a lot of money, kind of like she did. And uh, so she would come visit her considerably, you know. And, and after all this broke and... And they started talking about Watergate, as I explained to you about the hotel situation and how elegant that was. They had stayed there considerably. So she came to visit uh, uh, the woman in Greenwood, and I heard that she was in town. We had already heard about her because she would be a celebrity. She'd be on the news. And um, you remember Helen Thomas? Yes. Okay. Helen Thomas was like one of her – she was kind of like a deep throat for Helen Thomas. She could, and Helen Thomas, if you don't know, was a longtime White, Ho- White House correspondent. Forever. She even, I think she was in uh, young, young Bush. I think I remember him saying, Helen, hold up. Hold up, and we'll get to you in just a minute. But anyway, she was there then as a, a much younger reporter. But she was always like a vicious dog gnawing on your heels and trying to find out something but her and martha mitchell got to be friends so she they said that martha would was bad about listening in on her husband's phone calls and him being him being an attorney general and everything else that he had if if he was involved with the nixon administration if she listened in whatever she heard she might have passed it on kind of like deep throat did and uh but uh, we knew that, and then she was on shows, and she was a toast of the town, like I said earlier. And so she knew too much. They went on a trip over to uh, California, and it was a fundraiser. She went with Pat Nixon. That was uh, President Nixon's wife, Patricia Pat Nixon. And uh, it was it was 
hosted by some big time Hollywood players. John Wayne was there. People was there. Well, uh, uh, her husband, knowing that she was a talker and could let some stuff out, he had when they went in their hotel room to stay, he had a man that it was a former FBI agent stay there and keep her as a captive. She said, and acts and 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 he she tried to escape two or three times from what she said, what I remember that she said, and when she tried to escape, he had to get a little physical with her. So he had some. She had some bruises on her and some stuff, and they couldn't get her completely under control. But besides being a, a a Dixie darling, she was also a wrestler, a professional wrestler, I guess. And so they had to call for a doctor to come in. And she says they took her pants off and and give, and put her to sleep with vaccine, uh, some, some kind of anesthesia in her uh, backside. And um, and she didn't know what happened for 24 hours. Well, she missed all that deal that they went to, and they you know it was people like I said were there, and it was it was a big time uh, fundraiser. So they come back to Washington, and and then she started talking, really talking a lot. You could see her everywhere. So I'm going to say that uh, Martha Mitchell probably was as big a player in that as the stew pigeon. I'm going to go ahead and use a taco polo word on him that we have today for Trump that we don't know the name of. We don't know who he is, that they've got him hit out. Now they say we don't even need him. We don't need to hear from him. But Martha was very vocal and they couldn't shut her up. So she told John Dean that he was going to have to uh, not John Dean. He had already he had already turned he'd already turned all the stuff in that he shouldn't have turned in. And he kind of got the ball rolling where it wasn't too long till Nixon had to step out. But she had told her husband, John Mitchell, that he was going to have to step down. And uh, and he did it. And so she told everybody that she was more concerned for his safety on what was going on in the administration than uh, anything else. And she made him resign. So he resigned. So she came to Greenwood and I'd heard she was in Greenwood, and she came to see that friend. And they have a, a mansion. If you anybody's ever been to Greenwood, right off of Grand Boulevard, covers a whole block. And I rode by there, and the media was down underneath, like you know how the media will just swarm you. They were down underneath the balcony, and she was on the balcony talking. Now I couldn't get close enough. Obviously, it was pretty well. They had a iron fence around there whole block that they owned and they had a house that was as long as the white house and where they lived over in greenwood you couldn't get in there obviously it was guarded well guarded but she was she was doing some talking there and i remember that 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 stuff came out too what she said that said there so she mentioned the watergate over there so you know the difference is we bring it back into perspective i guess what we're looking at is where we are today and where they were then is a whole different world. And, you know, then then you could uh, kind of get away with saying a lot. And uh, and it was, it was more out in the open. But the general public, it just kind of ran off of their like duck off of a like water off of a duck's back. It just kind of ran off and you didn't notice it. So uh, what happened? with uh, all that stuff and what we got today was completely different you know we got a we got a guy today we don't have a clue who he is and then 
you know, we thought it was uh, coming out of the out of the magazine, out of the Washington Post, or we thought it was coming from somewhere. And a lot of people thought it was from uh, the Nixon administration. They tried to discredit uh, Martha. They said that she was crazy and that she was had lost her mind. She needed psychiatric help. They went as far as they could go to discredit her because of the things she was saying. She was putting it all around about where that 18 and a half minutes were. And as we all know, they showed up, and and the next thing you knew that uh, the president had to uh, resign. And uh, he resigned before they impeached him, and they were getting ready to impeach him. And, you know, back then it wasn't a one-party deal. It was— it was all of them. It was uh, Republicans and Democrats. Now, he was a Republican, but uh, the Democrats then, you know, we had uh, from the good old Dixiecrat days and everything else, we had those guys, you know, like in Mississippi, we had Stennis and Eastland, and they would have probably gone along with the impeachment because it was a lot of evidence on what he had done and uh, what had happened, and it was too many players involved in it because it was about four or five of them that went over to bug the office and they were all they were all well-known people that were associated with him it wasn't like you just pick somebody up off the street to go bug an office so you know today we've got we don't have to bug it today because we can't get in it you know i saw where the republicans came down the staircase at uh at the Capitol trying to get down to the basement to see what the heck's going on. And they lock them out, and you can't even go in there. You can't even get any, you can't even get any documentation, much less any, you can't get in there and know what they're saying. They, they hadn't, uh, the, the, the witnesses they've called and subpoenaed, uh, you know, some of them have been told not to go. And uh, so we're kind of at a standstill until they had to vote. And uh, now that uh, Nancy Pelosi had to vote, and they all came out, and I don't know if you saw what the vote was, but it was it was only two had pulled off of the Democratic side, and Republican was 100%, which Trump said something Friday night about that, about, you know, how, how the Republicans were sticking together, and how they had 100% that uh, didn't vote for his impeachment you know, over what had taken place. And like he said, you know, you think I would have done that? Uh, with the whole world listening and and i've got everybody in my association it's like i'm connected with at the white house was listening in you know and he, he named off a few people and and everybody that was listening he said and thank goodness some of them was recording it well was was writing it down so we could uh go ahead and send that on over which uh i think that kind of blew their mind when they got the documentation well, just to kind of go back and double check you on some of your facts, going back to the early 70s with Martha Mitchell, I'm sure you know this, but just in case you don't know this, she and her husband did end up separating in the early 70s as a result of all the Watergate madness that was going on. President Nixon, in that famous 1977 interview with David Frost, said that the distraction that Martha was giving to John Mitchell he said that no one was minding the store, and he, President Nixon said, if it hadn't have been for Martha Mitchell, there'd have been no Watergate. That's kind of where I was going with all my stuff as I was trying to recall it, because, you know, I was working hard and a young guy then like you almost, but um, 
No, I mean, we knew that. We knew that Martha Mitchell was putting it all out. And she, the, she was such a celebrity that she was on everybody. You know, she was a hot item to have on their show. And you know, she died, and it makes you wonder about conspiracies again, because she died when she was about 55, 6 or 7, 8 years old. She was a young lady, I think 50, I guess 56, 7. Hold the conspiracy. She died of multiple myeloma. I don't think that's something that happens overnight. We don't know that. And she died at age 57. She's buried in the Bellwood Cemetery in her hometown of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. But she died in 1976, just a couple of years after all the Watergate stuff. But, Jerry, there are some similarities, but definitely differences between what happened in the 70s and what's going on now in washington dc and guess what we'll kind of keep it going throughout the i mean no telling how long this is going to go with you and get your feedback but i knew you'd have some kind of crazy connection to something that happened way back then yeah went around the block twice or three times to see if i recognized any uh if walter cronkite was out there trying to get a feed for cbs or something but no i I knew about all that uh, martha mitchell stuff because i knew people in greenwood that uh that knew the situation and knew i don't know if her and that sanders lady that uh she would visit over there if they were college uh i don't even know where she went to college but uh i think she went to university of arkansas but uh i'm not real sure but uh uh they got to be good friends through some connection and they stayed good friends to the bitter end so she came to visit her a good bit conspiracy conspiracy i'm still sticking with with it i you know because i've seen too many people and i'm not going to name any presidents or any presidents first ladies but uh it seems to me like when you get involved in stuff you come up with some kind of now melanoma might can be put in uh with a um with a needle and a (laughs) you might you might just be put in with anything so i'm not going to go any further all right jerry short thank you again for your time and for going back down memory lane with us thank you so much and uh i'll try to uh see what else i can dig up on uh what happened in this conspiracy and again for our mississippians listening don't forget tuesday it's election day kentuckians don't forget it's election day in the commonwealth well we'll be back here on tuesday with another new y'all show big 12 news barbecue news and a whole lot more speaking of politics we're going to have, and, and President Trump, I should mention, we're going to have a very special guest joining us from Florida. Pastor Paula White will be joining me to talk about her new book, and it's going to be fantastic. Speaking of Tupelo, her hometown is Tupelo, Mississippi, and Paula White will be on with us, and, and she's got a connection to beautiful Water Valley, Mississippi as well. She'll be our special guest on Tuesday. You don't want to miss it here on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do 
have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50.